Welcome to Locally Sourced Joey, the podcast about anything and everything, and right now, everything is March Madness. Joined once again by the incomparable Chris Hayes. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Uh, overall, had a great uh, first weekend. Probably the best bracket I've ever put together, um, so I'm definitely jinxing it right now. But hey, it's good to be back two weeks in a row. That's Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um Alternatively, I have the worst bracket I believe I've ever put together, um, and it's really just because of one team, and I think that'll segue nicely. Um, let's look first at what we did right, and well, no, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I'm bad with my segue. Let's talk about our favorite games and moments from the first couple of rounds. Um, well, that's a, that's a good one, because I mean, there's obviously a couple that I would... Well, the Georgia State one is probably just kind of the coolest moment of uh, Coach uh, Coach Ron Hunter, uh, as they call him, Levitard, Coach Chair, uh, when he fell out of his chair. <laughs> just those first, like, three games, and the fact that Notre Dame was uh, one possession away from losing that game as well and knocking all three, or the first uh, three games in a row all being upsets, uh, I thought was probably my favorite part of just those three games. I agree, even though it completely destroyed my bracket. I think it was definitely a very wild, entertaining um, first few games. And I remember on our last podcast, I was saying, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of like 314 games to start. What a bummer. But they turned out to be you know, some of the best games of the tournaments. For me personally, I think another great um, moment, this is also because I picked them, but um, Cincinnati uh, with, I'm blanking on his first name, but Capuan, or Copain, I'm sorry, is how you say it <laughs> I can't even speak right now. Um, but yes, their little uh, their little guard, he, of the um, game-tying shot variety that just looked like it belonged in a sports movie where it went off the backboard, went around every single part of the rim and was just kind of hanging on the back and still spinning, and then it decided to drop in. And it was just like so, you know, perfectly drawn up. And he shot it with like a second and a half left, and the buzzer went off while the ball was still rattling around the rim, and it dropped in, and... Cincinnati ended up winning in overtime, and that, again, was part of it, was a, a one-point win. There were five games the first day that were one-point victories, which is a record for a single day. Um, and, of course, that was promptly followed up by a very predictable day um, on the Friday where 15 of 16 uh, better seeds won their game. And if not for Dayton, we'd have a clean sweep, which would be, again, the first time in history that that's happened. But instead, they just tied a record. Back in 2000, the same thing happened. So every 15 that's, years, apparently 15 of the 16 higher seeds win. That uh, first couple games, I, it's one of those where you really think that the game is going to, uh, or that tournament's just going to be crazy because of what just happened. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of settled in. And it wasn't anything too crazy the rest of the weekend. So it was... Uh, it was really exciting at first, and then it just kind of played out how we all expected it to the rest of the way, which is uh, which is interesting. I mean, other than a couple other things, but I'm guessing you're uh, going to get into uh, who really got destroyed in your bracket, which I, I'm guessing for you is definitely oh, Iowa State um, and what happened there. And just the whole that whole part of the bracket right there, the SMU, UCLA, Iowa State, UAB, it just infuriates me because UCLA – then got a great draw oh, against yeah. UAB in the second round. So instead of having a tough game against Iowa State, where they snuck away in that first round, or the round of 64, as they say now, um, <laughs> that they now get to go to the Sweet 16, and everybody's like, ah, they're vindicated. I'm like, eh, I don't know. No, you're not. They could win the whole tournament, and they're not vindicated. And that's what that's what's kind of a bummer about it, is because a lot of people do think um, that you uh you know what you do in the tournament kind of like vindicates the rest of your season it's like no i mean iowa state still had a great season it's like yes they completely crapped the bed in the tournament but i mean winning the big 12 is still a great accomplishment um and you know i think they can still look at it as a as a fairly successful season even though i hate all of them for uh completely blowing it and it it it's kind of frustrating as well because um we're, we're also just kind of deprived of a good game. Like, SMU-Iowa State would have been a great game, but instead we get UCLA and UAB, and you knew UAB just probably didn't even deserve that first win. Um, and UCLA most certainly did not deserve that first win. But Not at all. By, by no means yeah. did they deserve to be in that game. 
Not at all. And they both won by identical scores. Um, so that was that was a great thing. I believe that was um, it's either Jacksonville or Pittsburgh. I'm blanking now which one it was. But one of those regions had um, three one-point games on Thursday because the other one was the Cincinnati-Purdue game. And then they wrapped up the evening with Kentucky beating Hampton by 23. But uh, getting three out of four, considering I've been to um, three March Madnesses in my lifetime, like live, um, and the, I think only three of the 18 possible games were decided by nine points or less, maybe four. But, I mean, that's still a pretty terrible percentage. And to get three in one day is remarkable. I mean, that's what you're going for, especially if you don't really have a dog in the fight. Uh, it's just for good games. You know, you don't want to go there and just see a terrible blowout game and it's like, well, that was it. <laughs> uh, kind of like my only experience in the NCAA tournament was the UConn-Butler national title Ooh. Final Four. So I had the Final Four, which were like two decent games, but not great. Mm-hmm. And then the worst national title, like to a point where people were just like, going nuts on Facebook and Twitter about how terrible it was that I wanted to defend it just because I was there. I was like, I was there, so it wasn't that bad. And it was just like, no, it was it was a terrible game. God, I do remember that game. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, so, and I was there live for it, so, yay. So just as bad in person. That's good to know. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, well, that's uh, some of our favorite moments. What are, what are some of the surprises from... From you, I mean, they might be the same thing, but I would say I, let's I, to go somewhere a little different. Um, I would say I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess the obviously the four teams beating the three would be pretty good. Um, I was surprised. I was surprised how poorly Maryland played last night against West Virginia, um, and I know that their point guard guard was hurt in the second half and things like that, but they just look like a mess after the first half or after the second half started. And so that, that one probably surprised me the most. Um, it's just that they just seemed that out of sorts and didn't have really a second option. Yeah. I, that I, having picked Maryland to make the sweet 16 beating Buffalo, of course, wrong on that. Um, that definitely was a, a little bit of a bummer for me. Um, I'd say, as far as surprises go, I think the two biggest ones uh, are both more of, like, the disappointing variety. Um, Davidson is one of them. This is, you know, one of the hottest teams in the country. They played themselves from not even being considered to making it as an at-large, as a 10 seed. They play an Iowa team who just didn't seem like they were, you know, they they were pretty much alternating wins and losses down the stretch and, you know, didn't have a, a super outstanding resume and Davidson lost by 31 it was the second biggest blowout and the other one was Villanova beating 16 seed Lafayette uh and just you know at at halftime I think it was like I feel like a guy on Davidson hit a three at halftime to make that game like 13 points and I'm like okay like that's a little momentum going into the half and then just like the next time I looked up it seemed like it was like a 25 point game and it's just remarkable how quickly they blew that and just how terribly they played the whole time um and then the other surprise uh so nc state in the sweet 16 um definitely had the talent there that's not a super surprise that's not a surprise to me yeah it's no 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 that's not a the surprise for me okay so in these situations i'm thinking last year when oklahoma state played gonzaga and like everyone was penciling oklahoma state and i feel like in those eight nine games whenever the one team is just kind of being like advanced in the next round like you know everyone's saying like oh Villanova could have a tough matchup with NC State I was I'm like NC State is the better team I like they're much better than LSU LSU was playing really poorly down the stretch but I was like everyone is believing in NC State like I just feel like LSU will win this game and then get trounced by Villanova but I fully believe like if NC State were to advance like they could beat Villanova and of course they did but I'm just surprised that how, like, LSU, I feel like that has to be a, a historically bad performance because they missed their last 12 field goals and their last six free throws. So their final 18 shots of the game, they missed, and they lost by one point with a tenth of a second left. Like, the, if they make anything, if they make one free throw, it goes to overtime. Like, if they make 
one field goal. Their last field goal was an uncontested layup, and they missed it. And it's just, like, remarkable how they completely blew it. And for a game, you know, that was a day full of teams looking like they had seemingly insurmountable leads and then completely giving them up. But I, I feel like the LSU one is the worst of them all. And it was just shocking. It was shocking to me, one, that they were actually even winning by, like, 16 at halftime. And then to completely crumble down the stretch um, was was equally as surprising. That, uh, I, I mean, it's one of those, like, yeah, I look really smart because I picked NC State to go on to get into the Sweet 16. So I knew that uh, LSU was going to fold with their 16-point lead because I'm an expert. Um, <laughs> so that's that's what did. I mean, it's that's what's so fascinating about this tournament is how you get such a different, uh, you get such different sample sizes of, like, every scenario. So you have the 16-point lead for a team that's really never been in that position ever and in a tournament situation, and all of a sudden they just tighten up, and you get the great comeback where you have the teams like Iowa who just can't miss against Davidson, and then continue not to miss, and Davidson plays terrible, and you get a blowout. Um, you know, if I had to switch those two, I would have thought that the uh, with Davidson being down, they would be the ones that would come back because they're just such a good three-point shooting team. Um, and Iowa just seemed to be a team, like you said, that was trading wins and losses that would start doubting that. It uh, didn't happen. And then the LSU-NC State game, I would have said, you know, if LSU was up big because of their game against Kentucky that they almost pulled out down uh, at LSU, they would uh, be able to hold on to a big lead. But obviously, that's not the case. It's madness. It's just madness. <laughs> and it's in March, so that's why they call it March Madness. Yeah, it's not just the clever name. It's, uh... <laughs> But yeah, it's just... and and. It, it further, I, I feel like no tournament besides this one has further emphasized that. I think the reason it's so exciting is because of how bad the product is sometimes and how, you know, inconsistent these teams are. In the NBA, you know, you have a six-point lead. You doing some dishes over there or what? <laughs> yeah, there's some dishes going on right now. <laughs> nice. I'm glad I could hear not, that. Not my own. Okay. That would be, that'd be pretty impressive. You could give basketball analysis while doing dishes um but the uh like in the nba if you have you know a six or seven point lead with a minute left it's probably you're probably not going to come back the team that's down it's not going to come back because you'll get fouled you'll make both free throws move on yeah. blah 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 um, but in college you know with the one and one especially they miss the front end of that that's two potential points you're leaving off the board and then the other team comes down, hits a three. All of a sudden, it's a four-point game. Uh, and just, you know, getting the ball inbound sometimes in college can be a hassle. It's an immediate turnover. Uh, and it's just, I, I think in no game was that more evident than the Georgia State one, where they just, in a flurry, like, I felt like I blinked, and it was a not a tie game. They were winning. Um, and so that was really terrific. And I'm very proud, being in Austin, um, we get, you know, the Texas stats uh, and the state of Texas 0 for 5 all in the first day, uh, lost all of their games and we're out of the tournament by by nightfall. Yeah, that, uh, that's, a, that's a tough run for a, for a football state um, and <laughs> I guess why they are a football state, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so you you started uh, bragging a little bit about your NC State pick. So what else did you did you get right with your bracket, and where's another place where you'd maybe like a little bit of a do over? So my ACC love uh, that uh, you made fun of and I made fun of myself <laughs> for uh, ended up being fantastic analysis. Um, you know, we're just one of those like, man, I really want to go with all these ACC teams, but there's no way this is right. But um, my hot takes from last week were real hot and on fire other than Virginia. Um, and that was probably the one that scared me the most for Virginia was that Michigan State game because by now we've all heard the Tom Izzo stat of like he's 20 and four day two games and things like that. Um, so I was, I was dead on there and Dayton getting the win, uh, over Providence I had, uh, and that's, uh, that's pretty much my big thing is my, uh, my love for the ACC uh, worked out. <laughs> it was fantastic. I couldn't believe it. And it just like, and it's one of those you want to say like, man, I really knew. But like, it, I mean, Notre Dame, really? I mean, there's two games that they easily 
could have been knocked out of, and they're still in. Louisville was, you know, one possession away from losing from UC Irvine. I mean, we just talked about NC State and what happened. You know, the only dominant ACC team right now is probably Duke and maybe UNC. But, you know, even then, they didn't even play that well against Harvard at the end of the game. Yeah, Harvard, I mean, Harvard plays everyone close. So I'm not taking, and really at this point, too, it is just survive in advance. Um, I mean, you look at, like, UCLA with the most garbage win I've ever seen. And I'm in the camp that that was goaltending, but it's more just like, like, I mean, like, why even give the the refs, like, why even make them make that call? Like, why are you even trying to rebound that ball, like, above the rim like that? You know, like, let it... Let it go under the... And I know, like, the replay shit, it was like, oh, there was 0% chance of going in. But I thought that live, and when he did that, I was like, why are you touching it? And I also believe that if he had just grabbed it, I don't think they would have called it. But it was just, like, the way he did it, it looked like he was blocking a shot. And, and I feel terrible for him because he was a senior. And that's yeah. that's his final game, uh, is that. Um, but I'll throw another stat out at you. This doesn't really have anything to do with my bracket because I feel like picking... You know, Wisconsin versus North Carolina in the Sweet 16 is going chalk, so it's not really a, a big uh, <laughs> a big thing there. But it um, the Roy Williams is 25-0 and 0 in the first round. So if you've ever picked UNC for a first-round upset, um, probably not the Shame wisest move. You. Yeah. Shame on you. Not the best call. Um, for me, it... <laughs> I mean, we'll start with the worst thing, which was Iowa State, which I, I don't think I've ever had a runner-up um, lose in the first round before. Uh, I remember 2004, which was the very first year I filled out a bracket. Uh, once again, UAB screwing me. Um, it was I had St. Joe's and Kentucky in the final, and I believe, um, and and both both of them were one seeds, and both of them lost in the second round um, to the either the eight or the nine seed. I think I believe Kentucky lost to uh, Alabama as like an eight seed and, and St. Joe's lost to UAB as a nine seed. But in, in some way, both like Alabama teams screwed me. So I was already mad at the state of Alabama and I'd kind of forgotten about that. And UAB, it was like, well, they lost their football team. Um, so maybe, you know, they'll play them close. That's fine. But then when the, the game happened, of course it happened while I'm at work. So I'm like breaking down inside and I work with predominantly women, so they, you know, they're all participating as well, but they just, like, don't understand the pain, and they, I don't think any of them knew I had Iowa State as a runner-up, so they, uh, you know, I'm I'm doing my best to, like, keep having a conversation with people while I'm, like, flipping tables inside. Uh, It was, that was a mess, Um, and it, at the same time, though, it is a little nice to kind of have that, that sense of, like, okay, well, I'm already you know, out of this, so I can just kind of watch these games um, and, you know, just enjoy them uh, as a basketball fan, but then... Which is usually how I feel for every tournament, so I'm the exact opposite with mine this year, so it's pretty, like, exciting, like, wow, I get to keep caring after the second, like, couple of games? This is great. It's fantastic. It's a great feeling, but what I was saying is, it's, like, I felt like, oh, I'm done, but then... These upsets happen. Like I got Wichita. I have Wichita State in the Elite Eight and Michigan State in the Final Four. So it's like those them winning their sec their third round games, round of thirty two games. Uh, they it's like that's just like the slight glimmer of hope. So now I'm like thinking out scenarios in my mind. I'm like, okay, if it's like Kentucky Wichita State, and then like Kentucky Wisconsin and like Michigan State makes it, but on the South side, I need South side. I. Uh, I'm, I find myself rooting for Utah, of all teams. Either Utah or UCLA, but, I mean, I think is going to smoke UCLA. Uh, but it's, like, everyone else in in uh, any pool I'm in has Duke or Gonzaga in the title game. So I need I need some magic um, from the Utes, which I don't, I can't see happening. But who knows? You know, stranger things have happened. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, we we talked about the Villanova region, Virginia region, when we talked last week, just kind of being like that wide open one. And we were right. Like that was probably the hardest one to kind of figure out and was actually one of the ones I actually figured out somehow. (laughs) Um, Just going on that logic, which again, I could have been totally wrong. Uh, But I think, I mean, I think Duke, I think Duke Gonzaga are inevitable. I mean, Gonzaga looked really good 
uh, in both their games. And I think, you know, they're going to come out against a UCLA team that's just, you know, I think I think the luck runs out, you know, with UCLA, which I'm going to eat my words and they're going to be in the final four. <laughs> but, you know, what, what, what can I do about that? So, um, you know, that, that – that region was was interesting, and of course, Virginia losing is the only ACC team. Um, you know, they uh, they are now they were my fi- they were one of my final four teams. So, but other than that, my bracket's still in pretty good shape, which is something to say when I feel pretty good, or how bad my bracket experience has been in the past <laughs> that that I can lose a final four team before the Sweet Sixteen and still feel pretty good about it. That's. That's my experience with it. I mean, I enjoy so, it. I enjoy it. <laughs> so you always said, and I and I made a note of this, and now I, it's driving me nuts because I cannot remember who I said not to trust anymore. Who is the team you said that you could not trust? You always said Notre Dame, right? Yeah, it was always Notre Dame. And they almost both games made me look prophetic again, but... They snuck them both out. That Butler game made me so mad. I was rooting really hard for Butler. So, I mean, I guess Iowa State has to be that team now, too. I think, oh, man, now it really bugs me because I meant to make a note of it, and I didn't make a note of teams to not trust anymore, <laughs> and now I can't remember. Well, the short, so, list, the short list I have is Notre Dame, New Mexico, and Pittsburgh, um, but neither of those last two were in the tournament this year. Iowa State, I don't know, because it's like... I mean, Kansas is always a good one, too. They they tend yeah. to bow out pretty early. Um, I remember another, I actually... I actually fun stat oh, for you that I yeah. saw. I can throw this one out to you, knowing that you love stats, is that Bill Self has now lost oh, yeah. to <laughs> a, 11 different seeds or yeah. something like that. Like, the last, like, 10... Or, like, uh, in the last 10 years... The last 11 years, has lost to 10 different seeds, which is pretty ridiculous. Like, there's nothing you can take away from that. Oh no, but it's like, a it's a terrific stat. Coincidence. Yeah. 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 I was kind of surprised you had never lost to a seven seed. I felt like Kansas was a two seed pretty often, but I mean, last year they lost to the ten, and then I of course you remember the Bucknell game where they lost. Uh, speaking of of eight nine seeds upsetting one seeds, I remember Bucknell beat Kansas when it was a fourteen three matchup. And then the next year, Bucknell was like a nine seed, and I had them beat. I think it was Memphis the year um, they made the title game. I had Bucknell beating Memphis in the second round because I was just thinking back to that, and I was like, Bucknell's good, man. Yeah, that's just like the irrational, like, hey, they did that last year. I didn't watch anything about them this year. So yeah, definitely gonna win. It might, yeah, not, now that I think about it, it might have been a couple Harvard. years. I was yeah, like, I'm gonna pick Harvard, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna let logic take over here and not just base. A team's performance on what they did years ago. <laughs> well, Harvard would have at least been a solid pick. Like they, they had a chance to win the game. That's really all you can ask. It's like that Chaminade team from Hawaii. They beat Virginia back in the seventies. Watch out for them. They're they're a quality squadron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so. goodness, fantastic. Um, my other I. I, I got this wrong, but I picked VCU to beat Ohio State, but I just liked, I was doing uh, an article earlier today about um, pretty much like who gambled on which games, like what, what the best like, you know, winning percentage was, um, yeah. and like who, you know, obviously the 14-3 the seeds, a lot of people were on the favorites, but like some other games like that, and Ohio State ended up being the favorite in that game, even though they were the, the 10 seed, um, and they were three and a half point favorites by the time the line closed. And I don't know if you remember the end of that game, but VCU was down five and they made a layup with like half a second left. Yeah, and... I, I read the articles about people in Vegas just going nuts because <laughs> it was just like one of those meaningless layups. I, I think somebody did an article a while back of just like meaningless half-court point, half-court shots in Final Four history um, that, you know, guys would just hit like a random half-court three when they were down nine and it would cover the spread. And people were just going nuts. The Chris, the Chris Duhon one. Um, yeah, that's. I think yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. That's. I. That was like the first time I learned about, like any kind of gambling parlance was because I think the spread was like two and a half, and they're down four, and he just hoists up a, a three to lose by one from beyond half court, and then our senior year at Miami when uh, or not senior year, soft. I don't know. Whenever they beat Duke and made the, the Duke, tournament, oh, that was I sophomore. If that game, 
And that game was 40 minutes and two seconds. Oh, yeah. But I lost that game. It was, it was amazing. Because I remember I had, uh, I was either coming from work or I had like an intramural game or something, and we just decided to go after it. So I came when it was like 10 minutes left in the first half. And we're Miami was up like 12 or 15 already. And I was just like, okay, this is a good start. And then someone in the crowd said something like, oh, we got this. And everyone just looked at him like, shut your mouth. Like, why are you jinxing this right now? And then pretty much immediately after he said that, I don't know what the biggest lead was, like 20 points. And right after he said that, Duke just starts going on that tear of making threes. And the last the last three, they were down four. And, and I think it was Nolan Smith made a like a 60-footer at halftime. I was like, what is Duke? Like, why does Duke keep making these half-court shots? <laughs> it's a thing. And then they get, they get Gordon Hayward to miss a half-court shot when they play him in the championship game. So they've clearly got yeah. some mojo there. Yeah, they got the half-court thing going on for them. No, I want to see that win. What if they do like the Leitner play, but it's at half court? Yeah. <laughs> Fade away. Oh, 60 play. Man. Yeah, that just seems to be a high percentage shot for them. Especially in meaningless time. <laughs> yeah, if there's actually anything on the line, don't trust them, but... No. So, well, so what's your... How do you redo your final four now? Who's, who's coming out of each region now? I think I'm going to stick with the same three I had. Like, I, Kentucky... Even though they haven't covered in either of their games, they I, I don't see them... I mean, West Virginia, I think, poses the biggest threat to them um, just because West Virginia is capable with their pressing style and sort of, like, you know, not afraid of anyone mentality. Um, I, I think they're capable of pulling the upset, but I, I think Kentucky still, you know, beats them um, pretty soundly. I'd say, like, an 8-12 to 12 point victory. Um, although this is shades of the last time I won a pool that I can remember um, was back in 2010 when I, the Kentucky team with uh, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins on it, and they played West Virginia in the Elite Eight, and I was the only person in that whole pool of like 12 people to get, yeah, real big pool, um, uh, to get to get the, uh, to get any Final Four team right, and I got West Virginia beating Kentucky, uh, and that was that was, again, the year Duke won, um, to get back to them. Just a little little tidbit that no one cares about. It's great. Um, that's, that's always great to have the moment of like bracket success one time in your life where you're like, pick the really big one. My only one was when Syracuse picked the national title. I picked them. Nice. And I was just like, and then, then I was young too, so I'm like, I'm going to be great at this. And after that, I was terrible. Yeah. It's <laughs> the, the beginner's luck wears out very quickly i think i've done it i've been doing brackets i think since 2004 that uab alabama year was the first time so this is what the 12th year of it i guess um and the only time yeah i won in 2010 and i won the george mason year because i picked well i won by two points and i picked george mason to beat michigan state just because i hated that michigan state team and i picked (laughs) i picked montana to beat nevada and i was the only person to pick either of those and i couldn't tell you a single reason why I picked Montana to beat Nevada. I was just like, ah, Nevada seems overrated. And, like, I had heard the 12-5 matchup was a thing even back then. So I was like, let's do it. We talked about Montana becoming a state in AP history the other day, so I want to pick them. <laughs> it makes Well, did you hear the guy who, uh, who had the, like, one guy who had a perfect bracket through the first round? His, <laughs> his rationale for picking teams, it was like, there's none. It was like he went to Ohio State, so he picked them. And then he's just like, ah, I knew I needed some upsets, but I couldn't tell you why I picked any of these. That's great. I think he also had, I, I, mean, I don't know how true this is, but I think I saw somewhere that his final was like Duke versus Arizona or something, and Duke winning like 64 to 0. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was 58 0, but definitely yeah. 0 for the other team. I think it was Kansas, actually, in the. Shut up. I, I feel like my bracket is better than his now because he had yeah. he had Kansas in there, but he also had like three or four Elite Eight teams that are also out now. So maybe maybe I can surpass the guy who had a perfect bracket. I'll be happy with my year if that happens. Successful college basketball year. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think what's going in Kentucky's favor a little bit is the fact that. Everybody's going to talk about that West Virginia Kentucky game, even though none of the players are on either of those teams anymore. Yeah, and it's just going to be played over and over on ESPN to the point where the Kentucky players are going to get so sick of it that they're just going to come out and play really hard and play really well. 
you know. And that seems to be when they play their best is when they play motivated. So I think they're going to be motivated for that game, which I don't think whoever wins the Notre Dame-Wichita State game, which I have Notre Dame winning and continuing their luck of the Irish, um, get it? Uh, uh, that Kentucky then goes to the Final Four. So, Well, I have Wichita State, so I'll be pulling hard for that. Um, this is, if it is Kentucky-Wichita State, this is going to be the closest I've come to a, a, a like perfect region. I don't think I've ever actually pulled that off, but oh, um, I just got the uh, I picked Buffalo to beat West Virginia and then Maryland to beat West Virginia. So to, if not for West Virginia, I'd be perfect in this. If it wasn't for Virginia, I would be perfect on the other side. Again, the bracket that I said I could not figure out at all and had no <laughs> idea about was this is the closest one I had to being perfect. Amazing. Have you ever pulled off a perfect region? I don't think I have. I can't think of one. I can't. I don't think so. I think I just usually give up by the point, you know. But it's so like, at least it's so satisfying when you get really close. Yeah. And you have like the the brackets that are just all green, and you're like, oh yeah, look at all that green, and then it just goes, it just goes down the drain, and it's just all red, and you're just like, this is terrible. Yeah, because the red like also gives you a, a the strike through, and it's just yeah. like. And it just strikes out through the rest of them too. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, I know I picked Virginia in the final four. You don't, have, you don't have to keep reminding me. Yeah. I see it. I see it. Man, just my whole right side of the bracket now. Looking at it, it's pretty terrible. Like the the East region with Virginia, I got like most of the first round right, but then just looking at the Sweet Sixteen for the East and the South, I only have Duke and Michigan State right because I foolishly believe Stephen F. Austin could do some damage. Obscurely yeah. picked Eastern Washington, like that. That was Eastern Washington. that was not even close. Like what the hell? What a false! Let's not believe in those trendy upset picks next next year because that that seems like that always falls apart. Yeah, it's the it's always just like the the upsets everybody says is going to happen. They just don't seem really to happen, and then the upsets you don't see coming. And I guess that's why they're upsets because you don't see them coming. So. I just explained to everybody what an upset is. (laughs) It's a very well done job. Although, I will say Dayton Dayton with probably the most... I thought this was like the lock upset of the whole tournament just because uh, Ole Miss lost earlier and um, Dayton had to continue the the streak of the first four um, of a team from the first four winning their next game. And so Dayton... Did that? Well, I just thought they had the best chance. Cause I thought Dayton was pretty good, and then I thought Providence was overseeded by far. I thought they should have been an eight or a nine, and the fact that they were a six, and it would just seem like these are two teams that should be playing the eight nine game, and I just give Dayton a better chance um, with it. So that as well, and they were playing at home, so yeah, that always that helps. Boise State. Well, they were in Columbus, but yeah, I mean, oh, yeah that's, that's just down the road. Which is like an hour away. So yeah. then they lost to Oklahoma. So clearly, it didn't carry them that far. <laughs> so, but for me, I'm at Kentucky. I got Arizona. I have a uh, I have Roy Williams doing it big, getting uh, the win over Wisconsin. Oh, um, Arizona. And I think if there was one lock, I would give it would be Arizona over Xavier. Like, I just I just don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, Arizona looks really good. Yeah, they look really good. And Xavier just got the Georgia. They got the Ole Miss draw, so <laughs> that was easy. And then they got the Georgia State draw, which is just you could tell that Georgia State was just out of magic and just played a really good five minutes of basketball at the end of the Baylor game. Baylor played a terrible five minutes of basketball, so they were able to get it done. And Xavier just had to play a decent to good game, and they would win that game. So I think Arizona. And then Arizona UNC, where Arizona then gets to the Final Four against Kentucky. So I'm still. That's what I picked. That's what I'm staying with. So gotta gotta trust it. That being not going all over the place. I want to pick because part of me really does want to pick Wisconsin to play Arizona, mm-hmm. but I'm staying with it. Staying with my original feeling. ACC all the way. <laughs> Love it. I'm taking Wisconsin to come out of that region. So. We'll see. We'll find out soon enough. Also, another fun stat is uh, Xavier's made the Sweet 16 like five out of the last eight years or something like that. Like, yeah. why didn't I pencil them in? What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, well, they got that stain. So, 
the, my favorite thing is the fact that like I get to go to a bunch of Big East games oh, being up here in D.C., Georgetown, and so going to Xavier. And did you see the Stainbrook guy, the big guy with the goggles on and just does not look like he should be playing Division One basketball? <laughs> and so like everybody started going nuts when they started seeing this guy. I'm like, oh, I've known about this guy for two years. <laughs> and yes, he does look ridiculous. So it was just nice to see on like a national scale his ridiculousness uh, be more well-known. Excellent. Yeah, that's always the best part, too, is, like, these guys, especially if they're, like, a hidden gem that you've known about, it's it's fantastic to see. It's like the New Mexico State, like, 400-pound player last year. Yes! That guy. God, that guy was great. That guy. Or the UC yeah. Irvine 7-6 guy this year. He was terrific. Oh, yeah! He's, but, like, he's not, like, 7'6", like, bad. Yeah! Bad. He's, like, 7'6", like... He has more eligibility, right? Like that's gonna be that's that's the team next year. I'm going like that's gonna sneak in as like a ten seed. And I go <laughs> that team's gonna win again <laughs> just because I remember them from last year. So I'm already penciling them in for a little Boom. upset. Can you name that team? You see her. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. you, were, you were paying oh, attention. Oh no, I know. Yeah, you were paying attention. Okay, nice. <laughs> Call me out. I will. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the uh, we'll do the East since I believe, well, no, yours isn't, so you'll get to redo that. But I'm sticking with Michigan State. I think I think Oklahoma's the toughest test for them. Um, I think Louisville's going to beat NC State, but I think Michigan State can beat Louisville uh, when they meet each other. Um, so watch it be NC State and Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma is, is, someone was touting them as a dark horse, and I'm like, you're ridiculous. But yeah. now they, they might be, they've looked pretty... So, I mean, they, the Albany game was a little bit closer than it should have been. And the, the Dayton game, again, they're playing an under-seeded team. So that wasn't the worst uh, worst thing in the world for them to only win by, like, six or whatever it was. Um, and Dayton had the lead at one point in the second. I mean, they were, they were playing yeah. well. They real well. Yeah, so. they were up by, like, eight with a, maybe, like, ten yeah. minutes left or something. But um, yeah, I, just, I just don't really trust them. So I... So you're picking Michigan State to end up there? Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with what I did pre, uh, pre-tournament, pre so hopefully. That's a smart move. Yeah. Always got to stick to it. I feel like well, they played better against Virginia than they did against Georgia. Like that Georgia, again, that Georgia game. I was in the office because it was like noon, um, and it, <laughs> they were up 12 with like a minute and a half left. I'm like, okay, I can like go get like a drink of water and like go to the bathroom <laughs> And then I come back and they're up two. And I'm like, what? How? Just makes no sense. Never, never, ever do that in the tournament. So that's the thing, too, that drives me nuts. It's just like, yeah. um, Or who's. So, like, Louisville is the great example of that. Like, probably should have lost to UC Irvine, played a really good game against Northern Iowa. And now we're just like, ah, Louisville, probably the best team in that region right now, playing the best basketball. Like, no. They were like one <laughs> possession away from losing. Like by no means, they just played a really good second game. So then everybody touts them like they did not have a dominant weekend by any means. So that's what drives me nuts. Like that's the part that drives me nuts about this tourney. So the um, I in, in this I had Louisville winning because I had that earlier, and then I had Virginia winning. So obviously I need to change that. <laughs> I'm gonna have Michigan State win that game, and I want to really, really want to pick Michigan State. But this whole ACC thing's going real well for me right now. <laughs> so I'm going to pick Louisville to replace Virginia in that Final Four. Nice. That's a solid pick. I do think it's going to be Michigan State or Louisville. I um, feel like they've got an Elite Eight meeting set up. Also, pardon yeah. all the uh, barks in the background. Frank C. Heard. Oh, I didn't even hear him. Oh, Frank C. Heard some... I'm sure it's going to show up on the mic. And if not, then I'm just going to sound nuts right now. But I... Uh, Pranksy heard some dogs barking outside, and so she does. She has a little hiccup bark where it's it's really not intimidating at all, but it's just kind of like, bum, bum. <laughs> and uh, she thinks she's she's really being fierce doing it. And now she's running over to jump in my lap, so we'll welcome her. Nice. Hi. She's licking I, my uh, face. So take the south. Before we move on to the last region, and you've already mentioned about kind of who you wanted in, even though I totally forgot if it was Gonzaga or Duke. Um, oh, I haven't said it yet, I don't think. Oh, okay. I just said right. I think it'll be one of them. Okay. Um, so, I text my mom this weekend, what's your final four? And she just goes Villanova, Notre Dame, UNC, and Duke, which is even bigger ACC 
homer than I am right now. And I'm just like, that's a bold move, Mom. Like, three ACC teams. And she goes, well, I don't think of Notre Dame as an ACC team, so it doesn't count. I was like, that, that, you can think that all you want. But I don't think it's going to take them out of the conference here. So that's my, that's my mom's final four all ACC teams, except Notre Dame, who's not an ACC team. <laughs> Ah, that's terrific. And it looks like they're, I mean, if if my prediction is correct, it looks like all of our Final Four will be gone after their next game, so <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be devastating. That's, that's something else I don't think I've ever pulled off. I feel like I've always gotten at least one Final Four team. Maybe the George Mason year. I don't remember. No, I got UCLA in there that one time. I had them, like, in the title I game. I forget, because, again, it, just gets, it gets so bad that I don't even check by the end of it. Because <laughs> um, I know I'm so far out of it, I just don't want to remind myself about how terrible I am at picking basketball games. Um, I, I guarantee there's times that, that I have not picked a single Final Four team. Yeah, I'm sure that's happened, too. I don't remember when, though, but... I think it's happened three times. Like, I yeah. get, like that's how, it's happened enough times that I've forgotten how many times so that's not a, that's not good so i don't even know why i'm on this podcast have you ever picked more than one right yeah like i that syracuse that, that syracuse year was ridiculous um because i had them i think i had somebody else but i don't even remember now um but yeah I, i've never obviously never gotten all four right i think i've there might have been once i got like two of them right yeah, I'm thinking two is my top. I don't know if I've ever gotten both champion, like both people in the championship game right. No, I've never done that. I think I have. I've gotten the champion right a couple times. That's always reassuring. But getting the, but I feel like the uh, 2012 year, that was one of my worst years. Um, the year Kentucky beat Kansas, and yeah, I uh, I worked at a, a startup back then, so there were like six people, and only like. Four of us did a bracket, and I had, I don't even remember who I had, but both both finalists were wrong, because I had Kansas going out early, because they always do, and Kentucky, I think I just had maybe whoever the two seed in that region was beating them in the Elite Eight or something like that, but um, they, like, everyone else in the pool picked Kentucky versus Kansas in the final, and I think one of them, like, picked Kansas to win, and the other two picked Kentucky, but I was just like, how did... All, like, all of you who apparently don't follow basketball, like, as much as I do, or, like, allegedly don't, how did you all get that right? But maybe it was just very obvious, and I was just trying to get too cute. Because we, oh, we overthink it. We, we really sit do. there and we just go, we got this. I mean, that was the first time, the bracket that I did with you last week, it was the first time I did, ever did it right after the selection show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was literally hot takes, just like, all right, well, I think this, instead of actually, like, a lot more research into it and that's this is the best one i've ever done so i think i figured it out that's your strategy yeah instead of do it on tuesday and i'll think myself yeah just do it immediately that's what i do and clearly it worked but well i got i got duke playing i guess this new louisville team i got coming in under the final four so since i got kentucky kentucky duke in my national title i gotta i gotta stay with the dukies yeah, I think I'm going to, I would also say Duke. I'm rooting hard, again, I'm rooting hard for Utah because I need that to uh, have any chance of, I, worked, I guess UCLA, but I can't even root for that. So <laughs> Utah just needs to knock off Duke and then knock off Gonzaga and then, and honestly, and then probably beat Michigan State because I'm pretty sure someone else in my pool has a Michigan State in the final. So they, I... Uh, they're, they're believing in the seven seed from last year with UConn, so they wanted to keep it going. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gonzaga's looked good. And you, you look at like the North Dakota State game, I think they only ended up winning by 10, but that North Dakota State team was like an 11 seed. Like they were definitely not a 15 seed. That was like a very difficult game. Uh, and yeah. they just played really well. And Gonzaga had to, had to bring like a, a you know, better effort than I think a lot of two seeds have to bring. Um, so I'm not really putting a lot of stock into, like, that was a close game. Like, I think Gonzaga is playing very well right now. And I think this is – this might be the first time they make the Elite Eight, right, With under Mark Few? Uh, I'm not sure. I was going to make something up, but <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy that just yells out, 
statistics he doesn't know. So I, I know it would be their first Final Four. So, but I think you're right. I think that would be their first uh, first Elite Eight. Because the Adam Morrison year, they should have gotten there, but they, they blew that 17-point lead. Talk about yeah, teams and, blowing games. See, that's the thing. Like, I look at kind of all the storylines, and I think about, like, as kind of like a coach slash player, and all this attention is going to go to the UCLA-Gonzaga game because of that Adam Morrison thing, and the Adamson, Adam, Moore, Adam Morrison-Gonzaga team losing to UCLA. Uh, so that's really going to be a lot of focus. And then the Kentucky-West Virginia, obviously. Um, you know, and then people are picking Wisconsin. It seems that Arizona-Xavier uh, are going to be kind of a lock. Everybody's the most excited for the Notre Dame-Wichita State game. But the Utah-Duke game, now, while, like I said, I still have Duke going to the final I think that game is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I one I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if Utah won that game, and I actually would not be surprised if they were the team to then go to the Final Four. Because I mean, they looked uh, in that Georgetown game, it, and again, I'm doing the class. I just made fun of people for doing this because they didn't look that great in the Stephen F. Austin game, <laughs> but they looked really good in that Georgetown game, and I could see them continuing that and just kind of being the whole like flying under the radar thing, and then all of a sudden it's just like whoa. Utah is playing, you know, Gonzaga or UCLA, which would be ridiculous. <laughs> and if they, de- if they definitely play UCLA, I think they're going to the Final Four. Um, but I could, I could see them sneaking out of that Duke game with a, with a victory, especially if Duke does not play well. Um, I think Utah is good enough where that they could, uh, they could hang in and uh, definitely, definitely pull that one out, and confident enough to pull that one out. That's what I'll be hoping for. And if they end up going and winning all the way, that'll be back-to-back years where I pick the champion to lose their first game. So looking forward nice. to that potentially happening. Can't wait. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff coming up for us. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good week of basketball. And uh, we'd be remiss in, in not mentioning Miami in the uh, Elite Eight of the NIT uh, taking on... Richmond. <laughs> Richmond, yeah. I was, I was going to say Tulsa. I'm like, no, that's wrong. That's Murray Richmond. State tonight. Richmond, yeah. Great if it was Tulsa, a little storyline there. This is how, this is how great I'm, uh, I'm really paying attention to that team that don't even know who they're playing. This is going to be a road game for Miami, though. They were a two-seed, played uh, NC Central, barely won that, uh, and then played Alabama. The Tanya Jakiri 3 is one of my favorite moments of this season. Of Miami basketball history. Yeah, <laughs> just because I so I did not watch this game live so I just heard about it I actually read about it in your recap um which yeah, we can plug again later yeah uh but he I I was expecting it to be like two seconds on the shot clock and he like just had to throw up a three but there's like nope. 20 seconds yeah. he's never oh, shot a three-pointer in his career and he just he's like let me tee it up yeah just not even a second thought, you know. <laughs> I got this, guy. Yeah, it, it was literally like a catch and shoot three. It wasn't even like, oh, I'm open. Let me shoot. It was just like I'm taking it. I'll give a fuck. And they're up by two. They're up by two. Angel Rodriguez, you're out. Our best three point shooter, <laughs> Shell McClellan, probably our next best scorer. You're not playing a great game, guys. I got this from three. Like, like you said, it wasn't like some like ridiculous like, uh oh, got caught late in the shot clock. He just. Casually just grab that thing like he does it every game. So I guarantee we're gonna see him shoot another one. Like that's one of those ones where you're just like, oh man, you made that one, so now you're gonna take a really bad shot in your next game. Yeah. That's like, so please, please don't do that at a really important time. Yeah, <laughs> they're down one with twenty seconds. Left. I I know I it reminded me of like Reggie Johnson. Remember when Reggie Johnson made like two out of his first like three or four threes. And then yep. he just started shooting like two a game and ended up shooting like twenty percent. It was yeah, yeah. It's just, just because you make like one or two as a big man does not mean you can just start pulling up that and just being like, I got this all the time. So <laughs> I, I I feel like Kerry uh, is just it seems to have a little bit better basketball IQ than some of the big men that do that. So I'm hoping that that doesn't happen, but we'll see. I'm nervous because the Richmond game, Richmond's a good atmosphere. They they seem, I don't know. I would have liked to have played that Arizona State team having to travel, being beat up during playing a double or playing an overtime game. Um, but who knows, you know. It, you don't know what Miami team you'll get. You'll either get a team that's going to go out against Richmond and play probably one of the best games it's played all season, or you're going to get a team that's going to play one of the worst games like it did against Eastern Kentucky and, 
and get blasted. So, but hey, if they do win, it's the first time they uh, will have made the NIT semifinals in school history. Not bad, and then a trip to Madison Square Garden. You Not can't, bad at all. Can't do. Uh, you could do a lot worse than that. Yeah, it's it's sad because they're at Richmond, and so since I'm close, like a, I'm an hour, hour and a half from Richmond. There's part of me that wants to get down there for it, but it's such a mess to get down to Richmond that just like this isn't worth it. <laughs> uh, like, and especially since I know how that team can play at times, like the hour and a half drive, probably plus more, and then drive back that night. It's just not worth uh, the possibility of them getting run out of the gym. So, yeah, that'd be a real sad drive back. <laughs> yes, in a long one. Uh, so, well, we'll watch from my uh, our ESPN three comfortable yep. comfortable seats. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then don't forget to check out the final thoughts. I'm doing it again. Oh yes. Yeah. So absolutely. Plug it. Plug it. Good plug. Yes, state of the U, the uh, the letter U. U, not not Y-O-U. That would be weird. Um, <laughs> very like, uh, personal, like a, a deep look inside. State of the U, <laughs> literally U. Yeah. The U. You can achieve anything. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> anything else you need to plug, or is that? I mean, that's, that's mostly it. it. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's a bit other than this podcast. But if you if you're still listening, you've made it. Well, hopefully you're still listening because we've got to do our our final joke. Yes, and I won't interrupt you this time. Oh, now lovely. That I know that that's a thing. Lovely. So. Now that I've I've uh, triggered it, um, I was actually looking up a lot of, I, I was looking up some like older Facebook posts because I was trying to find something unrelated to a joke. But um, I found that I did a stretch of like really bad jokes for a while, and people would comment with like other jokes, and there was one where it was. <laughs> I wrote something and then someone was like, on the other hand, you have different fingers. I, just, <laughs> I thought that was remarkable. Oh, that's fantastic. So make that happen in daily conversation. But as for the actual joke, um, that was oh, more just... That was no, that was just a sidebar. Um, you get a bonus, I guess. We can consider it too. But uh, but anyway, uh, did you hear about the kid who... Um, or, God, let me redo that. <laughs> did you hear? Take two. Did you hear? I should edit that out. Uh, did you hear I about? Interrupt you this time. Oh my god! I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm falling apart. Okay. Did you hear about the guy who had his left side cut off? No. He's all right now. Oh. Boom. Well, I see what you did there. Get after it today, oh. people. Oh man, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>